Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidil mürselin. Seyyidil Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem. If we reflect on this hadith of Jibril, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was asked by Jibril, He described our bodily acts. And the act of the tongue. The act of the limbs. Etc. Inform me about Iman. So the acts of the heart. Things I have to believe. We say Aqidah from Aqid. That which is knotted up. So our aqidah is that creed, those beliefs that are knotted up with our hearts. And they should be tied to our hearts. Aqidah. So that they're not things that we that are given up easily. The young people, they get a text message every other day from their friends. I don't know if I'm a Muslim anymore. I don't feel it. I don't know if I believe. The belief should be strong in the heart, not easily removed. There was a, a, a story I heard recently about someone who was in the desert. And one of the young kids, so he's an illiterate Bedouin. So one of the young kids, he was saying that uh, uh, how he heard from the Christians that God is one of three. And the older Bedouin that was with him, he said he slapped the boy and he, he just said, that God was not, uh, well, maybe he was saying that uh, Jesus is the son of God. Because he heard from some Christian missionary and the Bedouin slapped the boy. Just, Bam, he clobbered him and said, He wasn't, he didn't give birth to anyone and he wasn't born. And so that's Akida. That's a belief that is wrapped in his heart. And that's how our belief should be. And it's not easily removed, it's not easily shaken, and it's not easily compromised. And we cultivate that. And then he said, Fahbirni. So, an al-Iman, and tu'mina billahi wa malaikatihi wa kutubihi wa rusulihi wa yawm al-akhiri wa tu'mina bil-qadri khayrihi wa sharrihi. So he mentioned the belief that we have to believe in. And then he said, fa'akhbirni an al-ihsan. So now he no longer described actions of the limbs or an action of the heart per se, he described the state of being. And That you worship Allah as if you see him. And if you fail to see him, be mindful that he's observing you. 
And so these are two states, al-mushahada wal-muraqaba. And the people of Hakikati, Ahlil Hakikati, Usulu Tariq al-Qawmi Ahlil Hakikati, they're the people who are never removed from either one of those two states. They're either in a constant state of mushahada or a constant state of muraqaba. And again, if that sounds like some alien concept, this is directly from the hadith. And ta'bud Allah ka'annaka tarahu fa'illam takun tarahu fa'innu yara. And the key to arriving at that state is and ta'bud Allah. The worship of Allah is the, the uh, churn that allows us to extract the butter from the milk. So the worship of Allah is the churn that allows us to extract the butter from the milk. The adherence to the sharia, the, the divine law is the churn that is the milk from which the butter, which is the hakika, is extracted from. So they're inseparable. You cannot separate the milk and the churn from the butter. If you don't churn the milk, you never get butter. And if you don't adhere to sharia, you never attain to these states. Mushahada wal muraqaba. So then he's, so he's describing these people. Usulu tariq al-qawmi ahli al-haqiqati hudat al-wara They're guides for humanity. And so when, when we talk about affairs as, as, uh, related rather to the spiritual state of the human being, this is not something that removes us from our society. The Prophet wasallam he went into the cave of Hira, and we know this story. And he has some serious spiritual experiences. Did he not? Of course he did. They want everyday things that are associated with physical reality. And the greatest of those experiences, the reception of revelation. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The visitation of Jibreel. Iqra. Ma'anabiqarik. Read, I'm not a reader. Recite, I'm not a read, I'm not a reader. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But did he stay in the cave? And just hope that, ooh, this will come back. Of course, the revelation returned over the course of the next 23 years. But he didn't stay in the cave waiting for it. He went out. Because he knew he had a mission. And so... The, the Imam, Sheikh Ahmed Arab al-Shurnubi, he's reminding us that this path is not, cannot be separate from the mission itself of the believers, which is to guide people. If we, if we don't guide people and we're the recipients of, or, or we're the beneficiaries of the last revelation to come to humanity, where is guidance going to come from if it doesn't come from, from the believers? So he says, Hudatul Wara, they're the guides of humanity. And again, this is an integral part of the prophetic mission. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he describes his prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at one of the instances where he describes him in the Qur'an, Ya ayyuhal nabi, inna arsalnaka shahidan wa mbashiran wa nadira wa da'iyan ila Allahi bi'idnihi wa sirajan munira. O prophet, we sent you as a witness. So to be a witness, he has to be amongst the people so they can see him. And he can interact with them. Shahidan as a giver of glad tidings. To give glad tidings, he has to be amongst the people. To warn people, he has to be amongst the people. And this is the essence of his guidance. What is guidance? We, we give people glad tidings. If you do this, you will have these rewards. And guidance involves warning people. If you do these things, you're going to be punished. You're going to have a bad end. Pretty terrible things are going to happen. وَدَعِيًا إِلَى اللَّهِ And a caller to Allah. وَمَنْ أَحْسِنُ قَوْلًا مِمَّنْ دَعِي إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ الصَّالِحَةً وَقَالَ إِنَّنِي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ Who's better in speech than one who calls to Allah? So this is, if, if we're following, endeavoring to actualize the reality of what it means to be a follower of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have to endeavor to be guides in different capacities. And the ultimate guidance is through our being. Bilisan and had. Before we open our mouths, because people can talk all day. And if what they're saying isn't coming sincerely from their heart, no one will listen. And so, first, so as, as the, the poet said, one of the poets said, <laughs> Speech resides in the heart, and rather the tongue has been made an interpreter for what's in the heart. And so if the heart is corrupt, we go, oh, Islam's so great, you need to be a Muslim, Islam, elevated status of the woman, blah, blah. And it's not sincere, and we're not living it, no one's going to listen. So, it has to be sincere. We'll come to this momentarily, inshallah. So, who's better in speech than one who calls to Allah? Allah Masar Rasulillah. Udatil waral mahdina. They themselves are guided. Fahidu shayin la yu'ati. One lacking something can't give it to others. So, they themselves are guided. They themselves are guided. And so we don't uh, call from a vacuum. We endeavor to learn our religion. We endeavor to elevate ourselves or, or, or render ourselves amenable to elevation. And the greatest key to that is humility. No one humbles themselves for the sake of Allah except that Allah elevates them. Maybe the one, one reason so many in this day and time, lack that elevation is because arrogance is so, so widespread. Just go online. Everyone ha arrogates themselves. Read the comments on these Muslim chat, chat sites. 
Everyone is a big scholar. Everyone's an alama. Alama fahama. But no one does the work. Like an alam doesn't just parachute down from the sky. There he is. There she is. They do the work. They study for 20, 30 years. Which we don't appreciate. Many of us. Not necessarily anyone here. But generally speaking. And so we get on and we, we argue with the alam. As, as if we, we have even the qualifications. There was once a, a, a great scholar. He was the, the chief qadi of Sudan. He visited Washington, D.C. He gave a khutbah. And one of the shabab comes up afterwards. Uh, Sidi, excuse me, but you know, you, you, when you said this and that, you were mistaken. He, he said to him, Ya ta'al ya bunay. Like, come with me, my, my little little boy. He took him to the library of the master. He opened the book, Iqra, read. Every two words he made a mistake in the Arab. So he said to him, when you learn how to read, then we can discuss the issues you were questioning me about. <laughs> but everyone has an opinion and has to get it out. And can really get it out from the anonymity of their basement or their bedroom. You're all alone and can just and hide behind some stage name. Like the scholar slayer. We have to be guided first. So they're the guides of people who themselves are guided from the best of communities. To serve the people. So these things are they're intimately associated. Taharatu, this is the khabar. Muqtadis usul. Usul tariq al-qawmi ahl al-haqiqati hudat al-wara al-mahadeen min khayri millati taharatu anfas. They purify their breaths. How? They purify them in many ways. One is in aware, trying to be aware of what is the best thing, the most consistent with the divine law that I can be doing as this breath issues forth from me. They don't take a breath from grant for granted. What is the best thing, the time that accompanies the emergence of this breath, what can I best, be, best do with it? How can I best take advantage of it? What is the wisdom that Allah has put in that breath? They try to understand that and then respond and live accordingly. Imam al-Shafi said he benefited two people, two things, from people who are focusing on these sort of issues. One, al-waqtu That time is like a sword. If you don't cut it off, it cuts you off. And it's not just about wasting time. It's about using your time wisely. But you can use your time. You're not wasting time per se. 
but you're going on a path Allah hasn't facilitated. And if you step back and look, what is Allah facilitating for me? And then follow that, you find far, far, far more benefit in the time. So we want to be, we want to be the children of the time. The people will understand what I should be doing as this breath issues forth from me. And he said, the second, And your, your nafs, your soul, if you don't occupy it with good, it will occupy you with evil. He said, those are the two things I've benefited. So he said, Taharutul Anthas. And the, the purity of the breath we mentioned, the purity of the speech is a function of the purity of the heart. And so the purity of the, the breath that issues forth into the world is a function of the purity of the soul, the internal composition of the human. And so we try to endeavor to purify our souls so that our breaths will be pure. Our speech will be pure. Our actions, what we involve ourselves in, in that instance, will be pure and good and beneficial. So he said this is one of the most important things because it's a key. And again, what's the foundation of, of what we mention here? The hadith of the Prophet wasallam, the end of a lengthy hadith, أَلَا وَإِنَّ فِي الْجَسَدِ مُضْغَةً إِذَا صَلَحَتْ صَلَحَ الْجَسُدُ كُلُّ وَإِذَا فَسَدَ فَسَدَ الْجَسُدُ كُلُّ أَلَا وَهِيَ الْقَلْبِ Verily in the body there is an organ, if it's sound, the entire body will be sound. So the breath will be sound, the actions will be sound. Verily it is the heart. And if it's corrupt, the entire body will be corrupt. Verily it is the heart. So, so he says, uh, and we'll have to stop in the middle of this verse, the second verse, or the third, we won't mention the fourth couplet. So he says, Taharutu and fast. So the foundation of these people is purifying each and every breath that issues forth for them. And being sincere in your love. Being sincere in your love. And this is very important because we have to be sincere in our love. Our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we're sincere in our love for Allah, Allah, no one can take our faith from us. Because we understand that is my faith is an expression of my love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so if the love is sin, no one can take it. And if they try, I'm going to fight for it. I mentioned this before, maybe not in this particular. I'm amazed at some of our young people, the ones we mentioned earlier. I don't know if I believe anymore. What what happened? Well, I read Richard Dawkins' The God Delusion, and you know, well, did you read any refutations of Dawkins? Did you read The Devil's Delusion? Did you read John Lennox, God's Undertaker? Did you read it? No, 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 no. That's how much your faith meant? That's how cheap it is? That's how shallow your love is? That as soon as you see someone else walking by, you forget about your wife? 
If the love is true and the faith is deep, one fights for it. But someone assailed your wife right there and you're standing there, you're going to fight for your wife. You're going to defend her. You give your life for her. Just that old malish. No. So the faith is, is, should be deep. And the love should be sincere. Our love for each other should be sincere. We're believers. We're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to love for each other what we love for ourselves. Our love for humanity in general should be sincere. We should want good for people. Innocent people suffering, misguided, lost. There should be a basic love at a human level that should inspire us to endeavor to be good. But what do we have? We have hatred. This Muslim, these, that Muslim in Syria hate each other. And of course, everyone justifies their statement, hatred by if they're not real Muslims. We just make tech fear. That's, that's the depth of hatred. If we loved each other, we want to see everyone in Jannah, no matter what the nuances or the particulars of their creed might be. Man qala la ilaha illallah dakhala al-jannah. Mathalun mu'mineena fi tawaddihim. The likeness of the believers in their mutual love. Where is that love in Afghanistan? Forget Syria. Once say, well, these are Sunni, these are Shia. All right, forget that. What about Somalia? Everyone's a Sunni. They've been fighting for an entire generation. Everyone's a Sunni. Historically, everyone's Shafi'i. Historically, now there's a lot of Salafi influence in Somalia. Everyone's Somali. Oh, we'll fight because the tribes are different. Look at the depth of the hatred. You see what people do to each other. What about Afghanistan? So leave aside the, the, the Shia in Bamiyan or those areas. What about those from the north? These, those from the south? There's hatred. We're supposed to love each other. Being sincere in our love. <clears throat> this is a Muslim. This is who we are. And this is foundational to our elevation. He said, these are the foundations. Usulu, tariq al-qawmi, ahl al-haqiqati, hudat al-war al-mahdina min khayri millati, taharut al-anfasin wa sidqu mawaddatin, wa hifqun wa adabun wa tajriru himmati. We don't have time to go into that. May Allah bless us. May Allah bless us. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. May Allah open our hearts. May Allah Ta'ala open our hearts. We, 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 into and, and one more point on love, right? If, if the, the love, we said, the, the, the sharia is the churn that brings forth from the milk, the butter. It's also the, the key 
to the love of the people for us. We're talking about loving the people. Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمْلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ يَعْنِ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَقُومُونَ بِالشَّرِيعَةِ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمْلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ سَيَجْعَلُوا لَحْمُ الرَّحْمَنُ وُدَّةِ Allah will make love for them in the hearts of the people. The all-merciful the all سَيَجْعَلُوا رَحْمَنُ لَحْمُ الْوُدَّةِ Allah will make love for them in the hearts of the people. So may Allah bless us to be serious about our deen, to reflect deeply on it.